cocktail. But what what did you want to say? No, no. I want to move on to Spain. Yeah. Um, I want to give first. Uh, let's go bad then good. Maybe. <laughs> oh, God. Let's end okay. on a nice. Let's end the the pot on a nice note. Um, okay. Okay. I like that. The. Uh, gosh, Fallout almost like trivializes it, but the actions at the end of the Women's World Cup um, by Spain's still, I believe, current president, even though he's suspended, um, in you know, kissing Jenny Hermoso on the lips during the celebration. Um, Elias, can you give us kind of a uh, give us kind of the the events that happen after that moment and where we are right now i mean what transpired after that moment just got progressively more ridiculous um quite frankly and turned this thing into a saga that absolutely could have been dealt with in a better manner manner um and it's kind of just it it shows in a microcosm how much of a mess the Spanish Federation uh, is. And to give you some context, basically what happened afterwards is Rubiales um, kind of, the Federation called an assembly to address what had happened, what he had done to Jenny Hermoso. And let me just be clear about something. There were people on Twitter saying, oh, she nodded and said, yeah, you can kiss me or all that stuff. Like, I almost don't even care about whether or not that's true. Because in reality, this is what matters the most. It is the president of the Spanish Federation, who is the boss, effectively, of all of these players, both male and female, in a position of power, demonstrating power over another individual. There's a power dynamic there that you cannot escape. And ultimately, what happened afterwards is the assembly was called of all the Spanish um municipalities effectively and, and how the Spanish Federation is um, you know, set up and, and voting rights, etc. And Rubiales gets up there and does a whole speech and almost in the Leonardo DiCaprio-esque way, basically says, I'm not leaving, I'm not leaving, I'm not leaving like over and over again. If you've seen Wolf of Wall Street, you'll understand. Um, and he has still not left his, his post as president of the Spanish Federation. His mother then proceeded to lock herself in a church and go on a food and water strike, basically a hunger strike, to protest the what she believes, and I'm paraphrasing here, to be um, what Jenny Hermoso should come out and state what the facts are, effectively, of what happened. She's also been hospitalized today. Um, and so all of this to say, Spain, the Spanish Federation then asked UEFA to effectively entertain a request to remove Spanish teams from the competition um, in protest of Rubiales' um, suspension from UEFA for 90 days. And that request was then denied <laughs> by UEFA. Um, it's a mess. It's a mess, Rian. There's no two ways around it. And ultimately, he is still in charge. The, there are several, uh, I mean, effectively, the entire Spanish national team, the women's national teams, come out and saying they're with Jenny Hermoso and horrible um and also there are a number of number of male players i wish they were kind of more but a number for Iglesias being probably the most prominent along with hector bayron and sergio roberto um stating their support for jenny hermoso and borja Iglesias going as far as to say 
he will not play for the Spanish national team until um, Rubiales and, you know, he kind of used the phrase, these issues are resolved. Um, it, it's just such a bad look for Spanish football. It's like truly awful. Um, that's where we're at. There's effectively been no updates to my knowledge other than Rubiales. And, and look, let me phrase, let me throw out one last thing. There is a lot of political context that I probably don't even have the time or complete knowledge to explain over the course of the next like minute around Rubiales and Spanish Federation and La Liga. But what I would keep in mind is the people pushing for Rubiales to be ousted, I think are viewed by Rubiales to be basically Javier Tebas, who's the president of La Liga, um, supporters. You think he, those two are very diametrically opposed in a lot of ways. And I think there's been a lot of fighting between the Spanish Federation and La Liga over the years of who gets power over what rights, effectively. And that's where a lot of tension comes. But in reality, it's not always Javier Tebas that is, you know, kind of working things behind the back of <laughs> Rubiales. And well, it's probably true in some cases, but not all. And then uh, the last thing that I would say is, uh, actually, I think that probably is the last thing I was going to say. Maybe there's something else, but. That's all I have the energy for. <laughs> no, it's it's hard to find the It's I'm sure, um, at least from reading the things that I've read about, um, not even just Rubiales, but Vilda, uh, the Spanish women's coach, the amount of that's that's exactly what I forgot actually. The amount of, of of uh, Spanish women or Spanish women footballers who must be just tired <laughs> as a whole from not just this Rubiales incident, but basically the last four or five years really of, of oh my God, dealing with yeah. their federation as, as a whole. <clears throat> like it, it's just a, another showing of how far behind so many of these other federations are in terms of how they treat their women's sides. Yeah. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that we're at this point. And on top of all of this, their funding of most of these women's sides are, is also uh, embarrassing. Um, So you throw that on top of like the social ineptitude is it's, it's unbelievable. Can we also acknowledge something here? Spain won the world cup. That's the worst part of all of this. We have not even given them their flowers for that like we have not had the time to dissect the fact that the spanish women's team are world champions in a very strong showing throughout this tournament like we're, we're talking about what can only be described as a jabroni in the, in the final completely yeah. outplayed england in the final too a hundred percent it's really yeah, by the way just one one quick tidbit on that mm-hmm. i landed in london um right before the World Cup final started. So I was watching part of it on my phone as I was going through the airport. And the landing announcement from the flight attendant was, you know, local time is blah, blah, blah. You know, for those of you that are interested, the Women's World Cup final is about to start. And oh, by the way, it's coming home, which I believe jinxed it, the whole thing for, <laughs> um, for England. But yeah, that was fun. Oh, but yeah, we man. haven't we haven't given, given Spain like, the credit one, that they deserve. one of the first things I thought about too, as it came, at, you know, when when those pictures came out, which which is also just the the hubris of all of this to do that, and then like 
it's a fucking international broadcast. You're like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, he thinks he's gonna get a, like be able to get away with that just because he asked yeah. her to do it. Um, yeah, literally. Uh, it, it's it's sad. Like like almost immediately after they win this title, like we're not talking about how amazing this team that had fifteen players decide they don't want to play in this World Cup because of their disdain for the coach and how the federation has treated them. To still be hands down the best team in the tournament. <laughs> like having having had to bring in about you know a dozen replacements at least and and completely outplaying a, a team that you know at one point in England had lost a game for like 30, 30 plus matches <laughs> so yeah yeah it's 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 really uh, um unfortunate that they have not been able to get their flowers more of their flowers about that performance and you know in the final in the tournament itself. Um, but that was a fantastic performance. They were the best team in the tournament. And, you know, we've said it before. It's not always that the best team in the tournament wins the tournament, <laughs> right? It's, it's not true. always the team that plays the best that actually wins the the, the, the trophy. So, um, But ironically, I would argue in the Men's World Cup and the Women's World Cup over the last year, that has actually been the that case. Has, yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, so, totally agreed. Which is, not, which is definitely not always the case. Um, yeah. I'll just give my flowers to Spain now that we have a moment. And I know we're just blowing through time here, but Bon Mati of both oh, Barcelona and Spain has long been my favorite player, um, favorite women's player in both the world and in Spain for Barcelona specifically. Um, but I'm so glad the world got to see her talent like this past summer. Like she is so so quality like she genuinely made england's world-class midfield look stupid look genuinely stupid and it was it was so like the technical skill that she has to weave her way through what can only be described as like i said a world-class midfield hilarious like genuinely hilarious just could not get the ball. It's like she's the uh, press resistance. No. Press resistance is like it's such an understatement with her. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was um, it, like it wasn't even. Yeah, it, it's incredible, incredible. Yeah, um, to stick with stick with uh, a potential future Spanish international on the men's side, um, and you can't even call him a man. I mean, can we call him a man? <laughs> it's like not even. He's not even eighteen. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's he just turned sixteen, by the way. Like, yeah. it's not even like he's almost anyway. Yeah, I was speaking about Lamine Yamal, who Le- Lionel Lamal, Yamal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leo, Leo <laughs> Yamal um, for, for his friends. Yeah, yes. Um, who was fantastic this past weekend for Barcelona in a ridiculous game it, itself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, we, I, I'll give you just, we don't have to talk about Barcelona as a whole. We'll have lots of time as we get back into Champions League and, and whatnot with them. Um, but I'll give you like a couple minutes on La Mina Mall, Elias. To give you some context of this game, which finished 4-3 in favor of Barcelona, La Mina Mall had one assist for Gavi. Um, he hit the post, I believe, twice, one of which led to Lewandowski's winner, and got a standing ovation from the Villarreal fans when he was substituted off. That's how good he was in this game. 
he was genuinely the well he was li- literally the man of the match he was the best player on the field um Baena could make an argument as well for Villarreal for being the, the best player on the field but Lamine Mal was absolutely a standout and what I think he does so well is at the at the age of 16 he is better at making decisions on the field than most players were that day. And that is extremely rare for a player that young. So for him to be able to not only take on players, but also make the right decisions in terms of passing, in terms of one-on-one battles, the sky's the limit for him. Like, it's hard not to hype him up, um, but it's also important to recognize that, like, you don't want this turning into a Pedri situation with injuries, or you don't want to just burn him out. Like, I really do hope someone at Barcelona goes, huh, maybe we should learn from Ansu Fati and Pedri and not burn this literal child out by the time he's like 21 because that would be the, the, the biggest, the biggest shame. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that would be cool. Um, no, I loved hearing that. And you, you hit on the the decision-making, it's insane to make the that is that is i mean that that is the differentiator right it's so easy to be as good as he is on the ball and and he can get past (laughs) right now he can get past almost any defender which is ridiculous in its own right but also to like you said to make the right decisions like you you wouldn't begrudge a 16 year old for making the wrong decisions in a lot of those plays <laughs> and you'd still think that he has a huge potential if he's making even if he made the wrong decision in yeah you know, three quarters of those of those um 100 percent. let's be clear a 16 year old should not really be playing for the first team in barcelona in a la liga game the only other player realistically to do that in recent history was Ansu Fati. like that's that's the bar <laughs> so yeah that's that's all i've got to say well like I said, want us to end on a happy note, and that's uh, so I like that's it. Good one. No, I love it. I love it. Um, now I'm just gonna watch highlights from this past weekend before I promptly go to bed. It is 7:04 p.m. Uh, on the East Coast, and I will be going to bed in, in about an hour. So <laughs> that's gonna be my night. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for listening. We will be back after the Labor Day weekend here in the states, enjoying mucho games of soccer and football i'm delirious um <laughs> my my we got an my international break after this weekend oh, yeah, yeah yeah no i was just gonna say my girlfriend now uh calls it delulu like i am now mm. delulu instead of delirious so uh whenever she sees she's she, she, she can't talk yeah, and there we go i'm going to bed good night <laughs> i'm just oh, good night <laughs> Thanks, I'm, I'm, I'm literally i'm stopping the recording this is <laughs>